Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And, well, I'm always just excited to be with you here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from uh, 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. This is my second show now. It's 6 o'clock. I'm getting used to it, but... uh, some of you have probably never even heard of the show before because uh, you're probably already home or you're, if you've just gotten off of work or you're going to work or whatever, but welcome, and I hope that you enjoy the show. We talk about the kingdom of God. I do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And I've been doing the show for a while. This is 988 today, and I have in the studio with me Donald Parks, and he is the executive director of the Good News Outreach here in the Big Bend area of Florida. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Jack. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And uh, uh, Donald is like most people who come to be on the show with me. We meet when we walk through the door. That's but right. We've been sitting here talking for a little bit and kind of getting to know one another's hearts. And uh, the Good News Outreach has been around for a while. And uh, you have a heart and passion for the kingdom of God and the Big Bend area of Florida. But you're fairly new as far as being the executive director. Uh, just a little over a year now, Jim. A little over a year. And now, were you involved in the ministry before? And then they said, hey, since you're here, or did you just come in brand new to take over? I'm retired. I was a college administrator for 35 years and took a break of about four months and praying and seeking God's direction. And this opportunity opened up, and I started in July of 2019. Okay. So you had you even heard of the ministry before? I had never heard that of right? Good News Outreach. So how did you had this come about that you became the director? Well, I'm a Rotarian. I was president of the Rotary Club of Tallahassee, and I knew one of the board members and saw an advertisement and checked it out and interviewed, and the rest is history, at least wow. the last 14 months of history. So as you come in, you've got a lot to learn here. Absolutely. You've got to figure out exactly what it is that you they do? Yes. <laughs> and uh, now, is there a team? Do you have other employees involved in it? I have a fantastic team. I have four employees. Okay. Uh, we uh, operate a low-income housing community. I have a, a man who capably manages that. We have a men's prison reentry uh, program, and got a great man, Dale White, that uh, operates that operation for us. Uh, Rebecca Howard is our director of operations, and Rob Hall does everything for us, maintenance, <laughs> et cetera. Now, but they were already in place. None of them were in place. Oh, really? So you, you have a whole new team? I have a whole new team. My goodness. <laughs> That's pretty amazing now. Okay, now I'm assuming there's, there was a board that, that hired you. There is a board, yes. Okay. Yes. And so when you came in, were, the other, were there other people there who since moved out? Or was it just all just, hey, i got to start all over again here? A combination. God moves people in and out according right. to His will. And if uh, I had I had lunch with a friend of mine, Al Basford, who is president of Sonovas Bank here, and uh, within about fifteen minutes, he said, "Donald, this is going to be perfect for you." Uh, you're going to learn humility, excitement, and challenge, and it's going to be more humility and challenge <laughs> than excitement. And he said, it wouldn't surprise me if God brought in a whole new team. Huh. And within a month, that had happened, and uh, it's just the most phenomenal experience I've ever had in 35 years. See, my, my wheels are turning in my head here thinking about this whole exodus of the team. And I have some thoughts about that that maybe we won't want to get into right at the moment. But that does happen sometimes when you have new leadership, and sometimes it's necessary. Yes. And then yes. sometimes you just have to so start all over again. But now, what did you do? Did you just start putting the word out, I need people? Or Yes. I mean, really, and the folks that were there before were fine people. Yeah. That was not a problem. It's just there's a time and a season for everything, as you know. And I had contacts in town from working at Flagler College for eight years. I was dean of the Flagler campus, and I had connections, and one thing led to the other. We advertised positions, and the absolute right people appeared in the time they needed to appear. That's wonderful. Now, the Good News Outreach, uh, I'm sure you uh, have different ways that you're funded. Uh, yes. Uh, does all that go well? I mean, do you have unique ways to do this? So you, could you use a little bit more help? Or We can always use more help. We are a rather unusual in the nonprofit area in that we are essentially a real estate company that does human services, social services, ministry. 
Uh, we own a mobile home park that generates some rental income. Uh, we have a men's prison reentry system uh, center that generates some income. We have limited amount of grant funding, and then we have uh, private donations, and that's part of my job. And we have our signature event, the 19th annual prayer breakfast, will be coming up Saturday, October 24th, and that is our lead fundraiser. But it's really an awareness mm-hmm. event as well. So. You know, we pray, we try to follow God's leading. We're not perfect at that, and somehow or another the resources come in. We're always looking for partners to help with sure. us. Sure, uh, and most of us are when we're in the yes. type of Christian ministry. Funding is uh, absolutely uh, important, yes. and uh, sometimes it's a struggle, but then yes. sometimes uh, God does some pretty unique things. Now, let's go ahead and tell them about the prayer breakfast. Tell them when it is and, and all the details about it. And I'm, I'm assuming there's an open invitation. For people. There is. This year is a little different because, yeah. as we all know, COVID has uh, restrictions. Our prayer breakfast is going to be at the Fellowship Hall at St. Louis Catholic Church on uh, Fred George. Okay. And we're limited seating this year to 50 people. And we're close to being full. Okay. There are a few live seats available, in-person seats available. But this year, we've been blessed. We're going to live stream the event as well. And so it's not quite the same as being there. You won't get breakfast if you're in your living room. You'd be eating your own breakfast. Right. But it's available to anybody okay. via live stream, and we're going to crank it up at 8.30 on the live stream Saturday morning, October 24th. So now is there's a fee for the breakfast? And there's no fee for the breakfast. Okay, so uh, when people come there, a love offering, I assume? Uh, there'll be a love offering, absolutely. Okay. And the same thing will occur on the air, on the live stream. So people who are watching from their house and providing their own breakfast, they can still send in an offering. Absolutely, they can. <laughs> I like the concept of that. I think that, I think you might be onto something new here. <laughs> and, and we are also, of course, we always seek sponsors. We've been yeah. very blessed with sponsors this year. So it's all on our website, right. www.goodnewsoutreach.org. Now, sometimes I put people on the spot with this question, so I'm going to give you an out if you don't know the answer. But in the founding of Good News Outreach, first of all, how long has it been around? Uh, 1986. 1986. Do you know exactly how it all came about? I have a pretty good idea of how it all came about. There were four gentlemen from various Christian uh, backgrounds who were studying the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. And they all came to the conclusion they were doing more talking and studying than actually doing. And so one of the young men who was a rising star with IBM here in in Tallahassee quit his job, went couch surfing, wanted to learn what it was like to be poor, and they started a soup kitchen down in Frenchtown. And that soup kitchen continued until the Kearney Center opened recently. So four men of different backgrounds, and they started a ministry. And it has evolved over the years. There have been different types of ministries, but the commitment to faith in action has been the common thread at Good News Outreach. Uh, I want to talk about this and they went couch surfing. <laughs> and when I, when you talk about literally he says, today I'm living with this person, the next day I'm living with this person, but his, his, his whole focus was I want to find out what it's like not to have a job and lots of money coming in. Exactly. And now, uh, I wonder how long did he do this? I don't know how yeah. long, and he actually went back into business with IBM and was extremely successful. Uh-huh. His name is fairly well known in the community, Rick Carney, for whom the Carney Center is okay. named. Okay. And he funded the Carney Center largely out of his own, own personal resources. And so I don't know how long that period lasted, but uh, that was he was an important part. But there's actually a gentleman, Dave Stewart, who is uh, considered to be the founder. He was a real estate broker at the time, still lives here in in uh, Tallahassee. Now, are they still involved in the ministry? Uh, to various levels. Rick is the most involved, uh-huh. but, uh, uh, and I haven't met the other three gentlemen, quite honestly, but Rick is certainly still involved. So now I haven't done the math yet. You said 86, right? Yes. So how many years is that? I think that's 34 years. About 34 years. So it's still going after yes. all this time. Yes. And you've just recently relocated your offices and things. Yes. It's been a great blessing. We have yeah. Uh, co-located with another like-minded Christian ministry, uh, Echo uh, Outreach Ministries, and we're located in Midtown Tallahassee at 548 East Bradford Road. Right. Now, there's a church right behind you there. Yes, yeah. New Covenant Church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we rent from New Covenant Church, and we're part of uh, that whole facility okay. there, and they're just wonderful. It's a, really a three-part partnership, if you were. Uh, sure. Echo, sure. Good News, and New Covenant. Yeah, but now because you have a you have a, a place for homeless, yes, right, and you have another place for 
the uh, those who are either getting out of prison is that the yes way? okay generally just and, getting out and of prison. these are facilities that you own that's places. correct so basically your need was to have a place to do have offices and to be able yes. to work out of now and to run our food ministries oh okay we have two different food ministries we have a traditional food pantry which operates uh, wednesdays and thursdays and we have a fairly unique ministry our senior ministry where we actually deliver groceries to senior Wonderful. citizens who are shut in now the food ministry is it uh, you, you're giving out uh, a canned food? It's not you're not cooking. There. No, these okay. these are groceries. This is these are groceries. It's about a week's worth of groceries for okay. a senior citizen. Okay. Are you are you working with Second Harvest with that? Yes, we okay. distributed almost sixty tons of food through Second right? Harvest. But we also have private drives because the nutritional needs of seniors are different oftentimes, and they also have other products, uh, health and sanitation products they need, can openers. You'd be surprised at what people need and don't have. So we use Second Harvest, a great partner, and we also partner with a number of of churches that support us with food drives as well. And I wonder how much of this you knew before you started. This. Nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. I I don't know very much now, right, Jack. But you, you've learned a lot, though. <laughs> yes. I mean, because because you well, because of your your background, you've you've always uh, been in business or working with different institutions. So you you know that I don't know everything, but I can learn. Yes. But if I I have leadership skills, which obviously you do because of what you've done, and then you say, well, the 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 P's and the Q's and all these things they'll come. But we'll yes. learn those things. But the thing about it is that be able to to motivate people to go do what the calling is. And, of course, uh, I would imagine that – actually, you said this a few minutes ago – that it's changed a little bit over the years as yes. to what uh, the original vision might have been. Things change. And I know Echo is the same way because I've had them on the show here several times, and I've talked to several different directors, and somebody new comes in. It begins to change the focus a little bit. Yes. Because I know uh, used to be at Echo – they would have uh, furniture there. Are they still able to do that? Because yes, they do. They're still doing that. Yes. Because I know the facility that you're in there with having two ministries operating out of it is a little smaller than what they had on Madison Street. They have. Uh, Echo has their food, uh, their furniture bank, excuse me, over on uh, Old Bainbridge Road. Oh, I see. So it's not there. It yes. That place. Yeah, because I know they basically, the way I understand it is that if you have a couch and you don't need it, bring it to them. They're going to give it away. They're not going to sell it. They're going to give right. it away. It's and, a uh, phenomenal ministry. It really is. Has, it yes. really is. And I, I, I love that when they told me that. But I, but I also know that even though nothing really stays around all that long for what they tell me, you still have to have some space in order That's right. to be able to do it. So they're operating in a, in a different area. So they've got their offices there with you all. That's right. Okay. And you really, I can't really speak about good news without speaking about Echo because we're so tongue and groove and God has given us different gifts, different callings, but the same purpose, which is to reach out to folks who are in need. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful collaboration. Freddie Brannon is their executive director. We get along well. We're separate organizations, separate boards, but we work together in, in, this, in this outreach to our community. Now, has that developed since you've been there? Or was that we started of- December 1st. Our board chair is Linda Barina, who was with Redwire for a number of years. And is, I can't, our board is just phenomenal. I don't want to go too far off on that. <laughs> but Linda introduced me to Freddie. We immediately clicked. Freddie's got some gifts that I don't have. He's a tremendous business person, an organizer, uh, a good visionary. And I have a a few gifts that God has given me as well, but we just complement each other so well. He's a humble man, a servant of God. He's got a great team. So we really function as a team. So he has staff members. I have staff members. We're working together to serve the community and not worry too much about who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. Well, but the thing about it is that this is something that's developed since God has brought you there, whereas yes. it, uh, it Lord laid, laid that on your heart to do that. And and now it's it's working, and I always like things when they work. Yes, because sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. But uh, and you never know sometimes right, until right, you try. Right. But now uh, you say, okay, you're working with uh, homeless people. They're working with homeless people. Yes. And uh, but now they well, a lot of times if if you need some help with utility bill, and I know that's limited because funds are limited. Yes. Do you all do that type of thing too? No, our 
our main focus, the largest ministry, is Maryland Oaks Crossing. That's out on Bluntstown, just off Bluntstown Highway, just west of TCC. 131 residents out there, low income, for the most part working poor. They are, they are people who might be homeless if they weren't with us. In fact, oftentimes they come out of homelessness into Maryland Oaks Community Crossing, excuse me, and then they have their own mobile home, a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom. We provide services for the students, vacation Bible schools, summer enrichment, wow. uh, budgeting. Our goal is not to have people in low-income housing forever, but rather to give them an opportunity to develop the skills needed to move on to a right, more independent right, living. Right. And ECHO, again, is such a great part of that partnership because they have three we call them life coaches. Uh, the, the world calls them case managers. But come along beside these residents and help them develop the skills they need. And we do that in partnership with many, many other folks. One thing I've learned is you have to stick to what you do well, and you have to reach out for help with other ministries. And there's so many ministries, mm-hmm. as you and I were talking, in town, we don't have to duplicate what they no, do. No. We bring them together to help the residents. As they say, you don't have to reinvent the, the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> Just, exactly. Yeah, well, you do what you do and do it well. I'll do what I do and we'll do it well. Yes. And from time to time, we can help each other out. Yes. And I love that concept of that in the body of Christ. We, yes. we need to apply it more. Yes. Uh, a lot of times churches, we could do more to gather. Yes. And, and I understand all that. And I, and I know the complications of that. I've been in the ministry for a long time, dealt with lots of people. And sometimes when people get into things, well, things don't always go the way we want them to go. Sometimes when I get involved in things, they don't go the way <laughs> they ought to go. But that's because we're human. <laughs> that's right. But the thing is, is that uh, the kingdom of God is blessed and people are blessed. Yes. Now, this facility that you've talked about here, was it Maryland Crossing? Maryland Oaks Crossing. Maryland Oaks Crossing. That sounds like a pretty good sized place. It is. You said 130 residents? 130. Uh, it's 47 units. The census fluctuates 125 to 135. Now, is, is this uh, individual houses? or is it Individual one? mobile homes. Oh, I see. We okay. started in 1983 with this particular ministry. That's when uh, Rick Carney was very involved at that yeah. time. We set up Maryland Oaks Crossing. And the vision, again, was to bring folks. They have their own little piece of things. They're not in a, a multifamily structure. Everybody has their own little mobile home. They're proud of it. We have a learning and community center where our programs take place. It's uh, it's just amazing. And then you, you mentioned the gentleman that you have that, that helps see to this. Yes. There's only one? Yes, and I didn't mention his name. His name is Daryl Jaquette, and Daryl is an amazing man. He's only been with us since April, but he sees after the business <laughs> operations, and now we have interns, we have volunteers okay, okay. Uh, that are coming along beside right. him, but Daryl is a saint. Well, that's what I was thinking. I said, if one person and that many residents, I'm going to demand that you work at him today. <laughs> well, you know, we all are fully employed, yeah, uh, yeah. and my job is to just help get those resources right. and but he does have people who help him yes. to keep because keeping that many units up. Yes, that's a that's a phenomenal job. Not only to mention the the plumbing lines and getting the grounds mowed and all the stuff that has to go into something like that. Well, we have a man named Rob Hawkins who does maintenance. And if I had to go to war with anybody, I would want Rob <laughs> Hawkins by my side because all you have to do is ask Rob. He'll figure out a way to get it done. And then we're blessed also with relationships in the community. And we just replaced 21 roofs and, and got a very favorable wow. contract with Parker Brothers Roofing, Wendell Parker and Leo Stewart. Uh, so we're always looking for partnerships, and and of course we these are business people. We we pay them to do their work, but they're they're kind enough to give consideration to our mission and to help us out. And that's been a recent example uh, with Parker Brothers. And so it's like a big jigsaw puzzle. You know as well as I do. There are, there are resources out there. It's a question of finding them, getting them lined sure, up. Sure. And, but any time that you have uh, facilities, there's because uh, we. We have a church building that where we're at right now. Yes, and then we have another building that we're maintaining, and uh, you know, there's lots of lots of toilets, and there's lots of water lines, and air conditioners, and whew, keeping all that stuff going. There's 47 air conditioning units. There's 47 roofs. There's gutters, and uh, yes, and and the problems usually happen sometimes Saturday night, and so Daryl's getting those calls. But you know, I tell you, we have to work hard, but God provides. Amen. 
He provides. Now let's tell the folks if they want to. Somebody wants to help out a little bit. Where would they? Where would they send funds? Is there a website? Anything like that? Yeah, I'm really proud of our website, which was just uh, completely. Uh, we had a do over with uh, a volunteer, Deb Berliner, and Deb came in and put it together. It's www goodnewsoutreach.org that's www.goodnewsoutreach.org there is a donate page there is a page on our prayer breakfast but really you know finances are certainly needed but volunteers are the core of what we do volunteers go out and deliver food to our senior citizens 230 senior citizens a month close to 270 now actually volunteers help us with programs at Maryland Oaks uh, they help us at Mercy House, our prison reentry uh, program, and they come out and help bag groceries when they come in from Second Harvest, distribute those groceries, keep up with the paperwork. So I look to try to connect with people, mm-hmm. to get to know them better, to see if there's a shared vision, a shared skill set. And if there is, there are a lot of different ways to participate, not just financially, but in volunteer service. I just like to take people out and show them what we do. Sure, I believe if you get out to Maryland Oaks, your heart is either going to be stirred or it's not. And most people are stirred because it's such a compelling vision of people that may have been in multi-generational poverty. I can think of a, a young woman, we'll call her Ms. Jones, that's not her name, but she was living, Pastor Jack, in January in Tallahassee, Florida with her five children in the streets in bags, all of their belongings, and now she is employed, her children are getting services, her life still, like all of us, there's still a work in progress, but this is a woman and five children that would literally be homeless had it not been for what God has provided through Maryland Oaks Cross. But now how how would somebody like that find you? Well, they can go to the website, again, www.goodnewsoutreach.org, or they can call our office. That number is 850-412-0016. That's 412-0016. And uh, then they can, they, there'll be an extension for food, for seniors, for men's prison reentry, and for Maryland Oaks. Keep in mind, unfortunately, we have only room for 130 people. That fluctuates. Our vision is... As God provides, you know, not getting out ahead of him and his provision to try to increase capacity. We have capacity for 11 men coming out of prison. We would be, love to increase those numbers as we so move So are forward. you full now? You're, you're, we are full at Maryland Oaks. We, okay. are, we have a couple of units that are coming online as people vacate. Uh, we are not actually full at Mercy House, our prison reentry program, which Dale White, Dale was the founder of the Living Harvest. You yes, may know of and, Dale. and he's been on the show. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> so, he, he, is, he yeah. does an absolutely amazing job at Mercy House. But we've slowed down a little bit on our intake for a while because of COVID-19, because okay. there was a time it was difficult to bring men in. But we still have folks, uh, still have a couple of three beds out at Mercy House for folks coming out of prison. And there are almost everybody, really, when you get to talking to folks, knows somebody that knows somebody, has somebody in prison. But is there a time limit if somebody goes into Maryland Oaks? Is there, there, you could be here a year, six months? We we have a program that is designed to go six to eight months. Some people leave earlier. You know, sometimes men get out and within a month or two, they think that they've got everything solved and maybe they have and they go on to family relationships, et cetera. But we don't move anybody out as long as they are participating. We expect that they are going to be uh, uh, working to overcome addictions that they may have to become gainfully employed. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about doctrine. We don't force people to go to church. We don't force Christianity. We provide an environment where they can experience those things and grow as long as they want to be there, essentially. But now when you're talking about, uh, I'm going to use the word rules. That's not the word you used, but uh, I mean, there are certain things they have to do. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and all that's laid out very clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yes. and then, of course, if they don't, I, I would assume that they would be... Uh, you know, people move on. As we yeah. said at the at the outset, you know, there's a time and season for everybody. We can't serve everybody. Right. We make services available, and, and men choose. And sometimes in three months, they are back on their feet, mm-hmm. and they want to go back to uh, uh, another part of the state where they came from, and that's fine. Uh, you said twice, now you said men. Is it just men? 
Unfortunately, now it just is okay. men. Uh, I'm glad I asked that because I, 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 I was thinking it was more families. But is it, this is well now, Maryland. Let me. I'll okay. get confused here. There is Maryland Oaks Crossing. That is the mobile home community. Now with, that's for families. That's for families. Okay, then I was yes. right then. So yes. you're talking about the the reentry program. Yes, for the Mercy prison. House yeah. Prison Reentry. Yeah. That is only men at this point. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you familiar that there's a uh, place out on uh, on airport? Drive, and I'm again. I'm, I'm losing the name of the ministry, and they have a little place. It's like it used to be a little little hotel. Are you, are you familiar with that ministry? I am not actually. Dale uh, would undoubtedly uh, be. A, uh, uh, I, I think it's Care Tallahassee. That's what okay. It, and they they're they're the same thing. They're they're doing the same thing you're talking about. And there are lots of people laboring in this field. City yeah. Walk has a great program. Yeah. Right. Um, right. The Joseph House, which is an outreach of, of one of the Catholic churches here, there are, there is unfortunately yeah. no shortage of men coming out of prison. Right, and but it's such an important thing. Yes, because by by having a place like that, they can go to can be very beneficial to them, possibly keeping them from ending up back in prison. Exactly, because you can circumvent that, yes. and that's why that particular ministry appeals to me, even though I've never been to prison. I mean, I've never been in a prison as far as doing ministry there, but I know a lot of people who are, and I've talked to a lot of a lot of the different ones who have prison ministries that have been here on the radio show with me. So I know their heart. Yes. But basically, uh, at, at Care Tallahassee, they, they would uh, have relationships with them in the prison. In other words, they're, they're going and they're doing ministry there. And then they know they're they're fixing to get out. Yes, and that was their burden. They said, "Well, these people are getting out. Where are they going to go?" Yes, because a lot of times they've burned bridges with their family. Yes, and uh, so they they need that time, that process of time that they can kind of get their feet started. Getting a job would be a huge thing because I would imagine that people would be reluctant to hire somebody who's just gotten out of prison. There there are those barriers, and, and you can understand that. Sure, but sure. I just can't, uh, you know, it's a team effort, but Dale White meets men coming out of prison. Uh, we get them settled in. Uh, there's a, usually a 30-day period before we want them to go to work because they're just catching up with life a little bit. And Dale has a great track record of helping them find employment. So right. everybody yeah. that is at Mercy House now is either employed or is in a training program, like a culinary training program, Refire, we work with. And so, yeah, the objective is after about 30 days, they're going to be employed. Uh, one of one of our good men is working with me at our administrative office, helping with the food ministry. So Wonderful. people yeah. have made mistakes. They've paid their debt to society and with some support and challenge and structure their odds of of being successful are better of course there are no guarantees with any no of us. no but uh, uh here in in our area the wakala prison used to be faith-based yes and uh, and i've had chaplains and different ones on the radio show i understand that's changed somewhat now but there there are a number of people who actually would go back was so much lower than other prisons because they had that influence there. Yes. And then uh, uh, then you add to that these ministries such as you all are providing where people can go have that first step to help them get back in society. I think that's a benefit to all of our community. There's no question yeah. about it. The, the men are coming out of prison whether we like right, it or not. Right, they're going right. in and they're yeah. coming out and uh, we want to have help them have the best chance of success so their families can have a better chance of success and so our community can be better off sure but the thing is that in the overall community most people are totally unaware of anything the, the things that you deal with involved with as far as in, in both of these facilities most people have no idea well, I've gone, and that's one thing I had a heads up. I've been going into Wakulla for a number of years with different ministries, such as Celebrate Recovery and Kairos. And so I knew a little bit about right. it. But I promise you, I've seen a side of Tallahassee challenges and great opportunities right. to see right. God show yeah. out. I know a little bit now, not a whole lot, but I know more than I did a year and a half ago. Yeah, but like I said, most of us have, have no real clue right. exactly everything that's going on. The the underground uh, society yes. that's out there struggling for different reasons. A lot of times, it's it's uh, self inflicted, unfortunately. Right. And uh, um, I, some I, I've talked to people before, just meeting somebody. I always want to hear the story and say, "What brought you to this place? What caused you to be in this situation?" Sometimes it is like it's self inflicted, but sometimes it's not. 
things happen. Yes. And and people end up in a situation that is totally out of control to themselves. And then somebody comes along and gives them a helping hand. Yes. And it changes everything for them. And if they if they really have a heart, they can take advantage of that and get their life back. No doubt. And uh, you know, end up with a home and and all the things that they would probably dream about. <laughs> That's right. when, when they're in the, the the situations in their life where they're homeless or living out of their car, all these things, these are real things. Yes. And it's going on all around us, even though most of us have nice homes. We go home and we shut the door and uh, block all that out. Well, I'd say, you know, the great majority of my problems have been self-inflicted and probably to one extent or another, most of ours are. We haven't all gone to prison, obviously, but, you know, the Lord said to reach out to the least of these. Yeah. And I have learned it's not, a, it's not useful or productive to me to judge. Uh, we, we have programs, we have ministries, we have standards, and we make that available to folks. And we trust that God is going to bring about the change. All we can do is, is set the table, yes. and it's up to the Holy Spirit and the folks as to whether or not they choose to eat. The voice that you're just listening to here is Donald Parks, and he is the executive director of Good News Outreach here in the Tallahassee area. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I, I get to do this every uh, Sunday, and I enjoy it immensely because I get to meet people, and I get to hear passion. And uh, Brother Donald, a lot of times people, when I call them on the phone and they, I say, oh, I'd like you to come on the show, they say, well, what are we going to talk about? And I always have the same response. I say, we're going to talk about your passion. And, uh, you know, nobody seems to have a problem with that. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster at our new time from 6 to 7. And I'm just uh, thankful that you found us this morning. And I hope that you will mark it and join me every Sunday morning here on WTSM. And we'll just talk about the kingdom of God and his church. And, uh, well, I believe that uh, when God says that he's faithful, that's, that's true. He really is. I'm also the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We are in the Crescent Park Plaza there. If you're heading down uh, Capital Circle toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road, just a little bit past Easterwood Drive there. That's where you turn into Tom Brown Park. And uh, we'll have signs out there for you on Sunday morning. We start at 1105 frcm.us that's our website also so that you will know that this show will be on the podcast it's show number 988 if you want to listen to it again or share it with somebody uh, give us a few days and we'll get it on there for you and um, there's a whole bunch of the talk shows there also the daily broadcast that airs on 94.1 where I'm just teaching the word of God it's also on the podcast you can find it there as well and the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, 94.1 on your radio dial. A full hour of great Southern Gospel music and me. <laughs> and uh, we have a great time. So join me for that as well. And also, uh, AAA uh, Heating and Air, my good friend Robin Fiesmeyer, he's been helping me do this show ever since I started way back in 2002. And they get you a new unit or fix the old one. You can do it. I'm telling you. 893-9566. AAA Heating and Air. And we just appreciate them very, very much. Uh, Brother Donald Parks. Uh, good news outreach. Let's find out a little bit about you. Now, you told me uh, uh, 82, 1982, you yes. came to faith. Yes. And uh, how did all that come about? Wow. Well, <laughs> I was a terrible drunkard. Oh, my goodness. Alcoholic, you know, drug addict, lost person, you know. Uh, and um, I got sober first. And then uh, that was in February of 1982. I just came to the realization that my life was heading nowhere. And then I was a student at Valdosta State College. And I was a seventh-year sophomore. And if you know anything about college, you know you're supposed to be graduated in four years. I was a seventh-year sophomore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, a young woman at Valdosta State ministered to me and uh, opened up the Romans Road. She was a 
I'll tell you what a denomination she was, but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God uh-huh. and justified freely, and, and I received Christ as my Savior. And although I haven't walked by any means a very perfect walk, I have never turned my back on that, and, and God has been faithful. He forgave me and, and has set me on a, a path that has been up and down yeah. a lot. Uh, well, fortunately, we don't have to be perfect. We just God. have to know him who is perfect. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen that, brother. Okay, Amen. so so you uh, got your life turned around and you were you were in college at the time yes. taking your taking the long route. Yes. Some of my kids did that too. Yes. I, I made the mistake of telling them that uh, I'll pay for your auto insurance through college, but I'm thinking four years. Right. <laughs> Some of them it took a little right. longer than that. So <laughs> I know about that route. <laughs> So uh, you finished up at Valdosta State, I would assume? And one thing led to the next, and before you know it, uh, I was a college administrator. I was assistant director of the housing program. I was director of their cooperative education program for 15 years. Ended up getting a doctoral degree from Valdosta State. And so you just stayed? I stayed, and then I went to uh, Georgia Military College, then to Flagler in St. Augustine. Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College up in Tifton, ABAC. Wow. G Hall Wobach, ABAC. <laughs> and then I came to Tallahassee in 2011 to be dean of Flagler College's campus out on the TCC campus. So I was blessed with an amazing number of opportunities working with young people in college. And now, how old were you when you went to Valdosta State? I was 23 years old. Okay, so you're still fairly young. Yes. Did you have any idea at that time that you'd end up in a in a career in education? I was a Coca-Cola truck driver and then a Pepsi truck driver, and I did a lot of different things. I had no idea at all that I would ever work in college. It was the most right? unlikely thing you can imagine. But what made you decide to start going to college? Honestly, <laughs> I stumped him. You stumped me. My my father was uh, died too young, unfortunately. He was a career Navy man. He was a chief petty officer, and I had veterans benefits. I was classified uh-huh. as a war orphan, and I, I went to school because I had those benefits and had an idea that I wanted to do something. My mother was a woman of iron and a woman of faith, and she encouraged her children to get an education, and so that's the route I followed. So now, were you living in that area? So you chose Valdosta State? Well, I went from Albany, Georgia, okay. to Valdosta, Georgia. You want to tell? You want to hear the real story of how I got to Valdosta, sure, Pastor Jack? Sure, sure. My late sister, God rest her soul, was a remarkable woman. She was uh, vice president at Princeton University. She started off as a part-time secretary at another college and just a phenomenal woman. And she saw that I was driving a Coca-Cola truck in Auburn, and she thought I ought to go to school. So she got an application. She filled out that application and forged my signature. She sent it to Valdosta <laughs> State. And one day I went to the mailbox, and, it, and I had just almost accepted a job driving a beer truck. And I said, well, I think I'm going to go to college. Uh, and so my sister forged the application, but the Holy Ghost was the one behind right, it. Right. And it, it was – I didn't change my life immediately, but it put me in that situation. So now let, me, let me get this straight now. When you got this thing in the mail, was it a, a letter of acceptance? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't and, learn, and, to, you, and you had no clue. No, I hadn't applied. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I've, I finally learned that my sister Judith, again, God <laughs> so, rest her soul, did that. So you're still scratching your head, even when you went to college. I don't know how this happened, but I've been accepted to your college. Absolutely. And, uh, now, Absolutely. did they know about the the benefit, the military benefit thing? Did she yes. tell them that? Probably she did. Okay. She was pretty thorough. So you, so you pretty much had it, well, they've accepted me and, and it's paid for. Right, right. And so did you give up driving a truck at that time or did you No, a- I, I moved to Valda. I was driving a Coca-Cola truck in Albany and I moved to to Valdosta and I was driving a Pepsi truck so I'd get my truck at 6 in the morning and work till about 6 in the evening and get off and try to go to school at night it wasn't a winning strategy for me but that's what I was that's, attempting that's to that's a tough strategy I did yes. that and yes. I know what that's like yes. I, I did pest control Yes, and I oh, do yes. that all day long and then I go to school at night that's, that's a that's a tough road. It really it is. is. But you did it. But And by the grace of God, I mean, I have been a college administrator. I happen to be blessed with a doctoral degree. But I've worked hard mm-hmm. in a lot of different types of jobs. I have briefly sold pest control. Uh, <laughs> I was a shoe store manager. I, I drove Coke and Pepsi trucks. And, you know, God is so amazing. Yeah. You know, there's a useful saying that nothing is wasted in God's economy. He will use every situation, no matter how bleak it looks, for his purposes, if we'll let him. I agree. Now, when you were at Valdosta State, 
and because you're a student. Yes. So how did how did it happen that you ended up becoming involved in the administration? Did you volunteer for something, or somebody just saw potential in you, or? I, I saw a poster on a bulletin board to, to become a resident assistant, and my first job in a college was $80 a month plus a free room and a meal plan. I was a resident assistant in a freshman dorm, and then I became the head resident the next year for an entire dorm, and then I became assistant housing director. So one thing led to the next. Huh. And then at the same time, you're continuing your studies. Yes. And uh, now what was your actual degree in my undergraduate degree is in special education. I have a master's in educational administration, and I have a uh, my doctoral degree, my educational doctorate, is in adult and career education. And career development of folks is really a passion and interest of mine. And I study the relationship between working and learning in school and careers. It's the best way to do it. Wow! Now, all of those degrees from Valdosta State. All from Valdosta okay. State. And then once you're now a doctor then other doors begin to open up to you. It was amazing. And, it was uh, amazing. And where was the next place you said you went to? I went to Georgia Military College. They have a branch campus in Valdosta. Oh, I see. And from there, I went to Flagler College in St. Augustine, and from there to ABAC in Tifton, Georgia. And then I was called back to Flagler College in 2001, which brought me to Tallahassee. Okay. And then you became the dean of students at I was Flagler. dean I was dean of the campus essentially the chief operating officer of the campus here in Tallahassee okay. and that was out at TCC yeah so right. most wonderful place in the world if you have a child that needs a degree I would hardly recommend Tallahassee Community College and Flagler College yeah. because the Flagler campus takes students who finish TCC right. and helps them earn their their well, undergraduate I, degree. I can add on that because my daughter graduated from Flagler and the thing about it in, in her personality and makeup, Florida State wouldn't have been a good choice for her. Right. But Flagler was. And yes. she she loved it. And uh, went on. But she was one of those, uh, we're talking about the circular route. Yes, yes. <laughs> she, she'd gotten a degree or whatever, in, uh, massage therapy, and she yes. wanted to go into that. And she did that for a while. And then one day it just dawned on her because she'd been the uh, our children's church director at our church since she was 16 years old it finally dawned on her what her real calling in life was to teach to teach and now she teaches and uh, she loves it the thing about it is that by having that school on that campus it provided an opportunity she may not have found yes. because she wasn't really keen on the idea of leaving Tallahassee she, she very loves her family and we're you know we have a big family and so this was an opportunity. So I, I don't know, how long has that school been on the campus? The year 2000. 2000. Uh, T.K. Weatherall, a lot of people know of sure. T.K. He was president sure. of Florida State right. and TCC. And my boss, a legend in higher education, Dr. William L. Proctor, got together in 2000. And just as you said, Florida State, we're blessed in Tallahassee. Sure. We have FAMU, sure. we have Florida State, we have TCC. Yeah. But I learned in South Georgia, Jack, that there's a lid for every pot. <laughs> And like some folks need the smaller environment, sure. the hands-on. Yeah. And Flagler College in Tallahassee sure. is the great place for the work. Well, some adult. people like a smaller environment. See, my son graduated from Florida State. wasn't a problem for him at all. Right. But he, but his his personality was just different. Right. And he did he did fine. For Sarah, this worked well. I have another daughter that uh, went through TCC and got her nursing. Then ended up going to Thomas College up in uh, Thomasville, Georgia. Yes, because that's just, it's just fit for them. And that's the thing about it. Um, we also, I think we have some other smaller colleges. Barry University. Barry was there. there. Yeah. Um, St. Leo. Yeah. And uh, Thomas Thomas and Flagler are the only two left now. That situation has changed some, but uh, oh, they're really? both going strong. And just think about it. In this little town, <laughs> we have FAMU and TCC and uh, Florida State. That's a lot of education going on. Here. And they all serve a need, and they okay. all have their own strengths. So now, So there came a time when you said, well... Okay, it's time for me to move on from these years of being the dean there at Flagler yes. College. And then you said, well, okay, what am I going to do? And this opportunity came up and here. It did. And I have to give a shout out to President Jim Murdahl, the president of TCC, because after I left Flagler, I ran into Dr. Murdahl on the campus and he put his big hand on my shoulder. I was talking to somebody and said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, but I don't want to leave Tallahassee and I want to do something that I think will make a contribution. And 
Jim referred me to somebody else who referred me to somebody else, and he was a big part of me being able uh-huh. to bridge into this wonderful world of nonprofit ministry. I love it when God brings things together. It's amazing. And he, he does. I mean, uh, I've seen it. I've seen God's hand in things like this. Like yes. this. Uh, and, and the thing about it is that when you heard it the first time, did it just so click in your spirit? It did. It's, it's, it did. It's amazing how that is. Yes. And then things just begin to fall into place. Yes. And so then you end up coming into a ministry that you knew very little about. That's and now right. it's been all, over a year and you're looking back, and what do you think? It's just what my friend Al Basford of Sonovas Bank said. Donald, this is perfect for you. You're going to learn humility. I don't know why he said that about me. Humility, <laughs> excitement, and reward, and you're going to – it has been the most challenging thing I've ever done. Every day I'm called upon to learn things that I've never learned, like how to get 21 mobile homes put uh, – roofs put on mobile homes or any of the, the different things that happen. But God has been faithful – Jack, he has surrounded me by this team of, of men and women that is so powerful, a board of directors. It's, it's just amazing. It's, it, 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 I have to remind myself when I go in, this is not my ministry. It's God's ministry. And by his grace, he provides everything we need. And that's true for all of us, isn't it? Sure. Any desire to go back in education at any point? Not at this point. I have a mission in front of me at Good News Outreach, and I want to serve there as long as God wants me to be there. I still have a passion for young people and their career development, and I try to do some of that on a volunteer sure. basis. Um, okay, let me tell the folks and remind them once again as we've discussed different things, because I always like to give the people the opportunity to serve. And uh, as we feature a lot of different ministries here on the show, uh, some particular thing just hits one person. They say, that's it for me. And then the, uh, another minister, they, oh, we enjoyed the interview, but it really isn't for me. There may be somebody that's listening today, and this just is talking to you. Okay. So he's already told us, he said, there's some ways you can serve. And one is to do the distribution of, yes. of food both at both houses. You have the one where the people are coming uh, out of prison. Yes. And then you also have the... Uh, is it Maryland Oaks? Maryland Oaks Crossing, Crossing. is the mobile home community. Yeah. And uh, so there's things people could do there as well. And then there are 250, 270 senior citizens right here in Tallahassee. We deliver, we have volunteers who deliver groceries to them on a monthly basis, and they, de- they also deliver fellowship. So if your passion is senior citizens, if you think about that, aunt that you had or the grandmother or the aging mother and think of what a blessing it is for somebody to just show up so senior citizens low-income folks that need housing men coming out of prison or just folks who are down on their uh down on life and and need a bag of groceries so you can really do a lot of things at good news outreach the website does a great job of laying it out again deb berlinger friend of mine who's redone our website it's www goodnewsoutreach.org you'll see our client services you'll see the ministries laid out there's a volunteer page I just invite you to come by and see us and if you can't find something that every ministry is unique obviously sure. the thing I think that sets us apart is we serve people really from birth to the grave because we have babies out at Maryland Oaks that need sure. support we have men that took a wrong step in life that are at Mercy House. We have senior citizens that need food. There's a place for yeah, almost that's one, one of the things that has amazed me as you described the different aspects of the ministry. You do have a broad range there of different groupings that you're ministering to. You're kind of touching a little bit of everybody. It's hard to that. fit it into an elevator speech, but what we like to say is that it's faith in action and we are trying to reduce isolation. Folks are isolated because of their economic situation, because of their past lives, because of their age, whatever. We're very right. inclusive. Right. We just want to help folks in need and bring the love of God to them. And then if people want to donate, they can go to the website, I'm sure. They can do that yeah. as well. Which is goodnewsoutreach.org. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I, what I always do, I always remember that. If I don't remember the rest of it, is it org, com, or whatever. So if I got that right, I'd probably get the rest of it right. So goodnewsoutreach.org. Yes. If you want to contribute uh, financially, you can do that, I'm sure, online or whatever. Yes. But what if you're, you're somebody and you're kind of like me and you're not real computer literate and you just wanted to send a check? What would you do about that? You'd send it to P.O. Box 3304. 
That's P.O. Box 3304, Tallahassee, Florida, 32315. And I'll give you my cell number, actually. Okay. If anybody just wants to know about Good News Outreach and doesn't want to go to a computer, give me a call. It's uh, Jacksonville area code. I got it when I was at uh, Flagler in St. Augustine. My personal cell phone number is 904-377-6534. Give me a call. We'll, if you need somebody needs help, we'll try to help them. If you want to help us. Uh, financially, or if you want to just take a tour of the facilities, or if you want to volunteer, I would be glad to uh, to talk with yeah. you. Yeah, we see those nine hundred four area codes. We get suspicious. Right? That's right. I shouldn't even <laughs> give that out on the air. But the the local number, our office yeah. number, is eight five zero four one two zero zero one six. We used to be nine hundred four here years ago. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, I'm no. a Georgian. Yeah, they they kicked us out. Basically, <laughs> what happened? When I first came to Tallahassee, we were we were nine hundred four. It was like that. The thing. Thing is, is that people oftentimes are looking for a place where they can serve. Yes. And uh, I was talking to a lady the other day that uh, she's just moved to Tallahassee, and this is the type of thing she used to do when she lived in Missouri. And so I want to tell her about it, and she may be interested in coming in. And if you, we can't find a place of service, Rebecca Howard is my director of operations. She coordinates our volunteer services. She'll find some place. There is, there's no shortage of places right. to serve. Good News Outreach is a great place. Echo, there are many, many places to serve. Yeah. We'd, we'd like to help facilitate that. And the thing about it is that in the distribution, you've also got the work of all those things has to be bagged. Yes. And that's a big job, too. Yes. And so you could just come and just work in, in the – Processing area, absolutely. There. But then the others are actually getting in their cars and driving. So yes, they're, that's they're correct. Providing transportation as yes. well. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that that does this in the the land. So I'm somewhat familiar with what all goes on. It's and he's 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 a small church, but he has a quite an operation going on there because there are people who who have this need. Yes, and uh, you are are meeting that. So it sounds to me like that. Uh, God's done some good things and good news outreach. I'm glad I called you. You sent me a newsletter, and I always appreciate that. And I would encourage, if you're out there listening and uh, you have a ministry like this, get in touch with me. If you have a newsletter, put me on your list because I, I do look at them. And then this just prompted me because I've, I've had people from a good news outreach on the show before, but it's been a while. So when I got you a newsletter, I said, okay, it's time to get them back. And so, and I will say this to you, if you're involved in some type of ministry, parachurch ministry, call me. I'm, I'm always booking guests. And of course, if we get into the fall, I like having live guests in the studio with me. And I'll help you spread the word, what God's doing in your life and your ministry. That's what we're here for. We want to educate people. Can I mention the prayer breakfast? Do we have Absolutely. Enough? Just, I've been remiss in that. Uh, yeah. uh, Police Chief Lawrence Revel is going to be our keynote speaker. He is a godly man. Okay. Uh, Sheriff Walt McNeil is going to introduce him. Major Harding, who's a retired Supreme Court Justice, will be praying. Uh, Pat Medlock with Spring Hill Church of Christ will be praying. We're going to be taking prayer requests. We're going to be praying for the healing of our community and the nations. Uh, if you can't get in, the seating is limited. There's no charge. It's going to be broadcast. Check out our website. Go to Prayer Breakfast, www.goodnewsoutreach.org, and select Prayer Breakfast. And the date one more time. The date is Saturday, October 24th at 9 a.m. Wonderful. Well, we always close the uh, broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this ministry. I pray for them, Father. I pray, God, that you would help them to meet every need. And, Father God, we just pray that you would just make their path smooth. And, Lord, just let your anointing be upon them. And I thank you for that. Father, I pray over our city. I pray for Tallahassee, God. I pray for America. I pray for peace. Lord, around the world and the streets of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And Lord, we give you glory and praise. I pray over this radio audience, Father. Bless them, I pray. And Lord, we give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Brother Parks, it's been great to have you on the show. It's been my pleasure, Jack. What a joy. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.